and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. It's a very exciting time right now at the Maximum Fun Network. What time is it? It's Max Fun Drive time. Right. Yes, much much delayed this year for, for very good reasons, but uh, but finally with us, it is time for the Max Fun Drive when we come to our listeners and ask you... Uh, if you would like to, if you can, to become a member of the Maximum Fun family, um, we're going to tell you more about it in the middle of the show. But I just wanted to mention it right now that that is what's going on right now at Max Fun, and you can go to maximumfun.org/join uh, if you are interested. There are uh, lots of different levels of membership. If it's something you want to do, five dollar, ten dollar a month levels, wherever you can start. Uh, you pick the shows that you listen to so that you can make sure that the, the shows you like will, will get some of that support so that we can keep making the content that hopefully you enjoy. I think you enjoy. You're listening. That's a good sign. That's and also sign. that means we're one of the shows you listen to if you're listening. So there you go. So there you go. It's, it's an automatic um, membership contribution every month. It processes automatically. You don't have to do anything else unless you want to expire or unless you want to cancel or your card expires, something like that. But uh, MaximumFun.org slash join. We'll, we'll tell you more about it later. But um, if it's something you can do this year, we would sure appreciate it. But um, that isn't the only big news this week. Yes, guys. Big news. Big, exciting additions to the family going on. Um, I got a. That pet. is a weird intro. I got. That I got a pet. Like you're gonna say something else. I'm yeah. not pregnant. Um, I got a pet. <laughs> I I have to ask. Uh, did you decide which pet you were gonna get based on the name you wanted to give it? It kind of <laughs> sounds like you decided on the name first, and then you decided mm. on the pet. Wait, before you tell the name. Okay. I wanted to. Uh, also, well, I think you decided on it, the pet that would upset Justin most. Well, that was not part of it, but that was an unintended consequence. So tell us, sure. tell us what what quality, what animal you have, what quality of pet I, <laughs> what category. I have a guinea pig now. You have a guinea um, pig, which I will say, I decided on the pet first because I was thinking about what's going to be easy to like have with me if I'm in like apartments you know if I'm in moving around a lot mm-hmm. but also to have in the house we don't have any pets currently so what's something that like wants to be played with and hang out with you but also isn't like a dog that you need to like take out and walk and all that kind of stuff all the Do- time dogs require a lot of dogs time are a attention. lot of work yeah. and like if I'm in college full-time or eventually in law school or whatever it's hard to take care of an animal that you need to like you know walk and yes take care of all the time it's good to know your limits yeah so i thought a (laughs) guinea pig was a good place to start because she can live in my room with me i play with her a lot take care of her a lot Justin's terrified of anything that's uh, rodentia. Justin hates anything rodent related and i apologized but all i can do is promise that he doesn't have to look at it now, you had had one a long time ago mm-hmm. that you had named Pupcake. Yes. So, Mom tells me this was because I could not say Cupcake and I wanted to name it Cupcake and instead it came out Pupcake. You, I don't know if it was that you couldn't say it, but you did used to call Cupcakes Pupcakes. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so maybe one I just, of those confusions we just let go. Mm, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Say it wrong forever. Yeah. Yes. Charlie just figured out, by the way, that a, a forehead is not a head for. Oh, man. Aww, Kept that going for as long as we could. Yeah. 
Um, I was very bummed. But you asked because of that. You asked my children what what should they what should you name yes. this guinea pig? And so Charlie's first suggestion was pancake. Yes, Charlie said oh. pancake. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, in that same natural follow up. And then she said, or something simple like sugar booger, mm-hmm. or maybe perhaps Susie Susie cutie. And then also when I said I don't think baby sis likes any of those, uh, Charlie suggested orange juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good name. Orange juice. Mm-hmm. Orange Pancake. Juice. Orange juice. I think um, a breakfast theme. Yeah. Now, yeah. Coopers were less creative. Yes. Cooper, when I first asked her, said better pet. <laughs> better pet. Oh, okay. And should yeah. name a better pet. <laughs> and then she shortened it to pet or pets. Yes. So pet pets better pet <laughs> are the three suggestions. That's from actually Cooper. its full name is pet pets better pet. <laughs> um, it's it's very cute. It's very strange. Cooper usually names ba- any of her baby dolls. She names them baby, so that makes sense. He just likes very literal um, names. Or I mean, it's it's the, it's a departure from when she used to name everything carpet. Yeah. Or okay. the turtle that she named one two three turtle. Mm-hmm. I don't think she quite gets the whole naming thing no. yet. Yeah, it's like maybe that's a later stage of development, understanding that things have names. Like maybe she just thinks she is a Cooper. Yeah. That is what a Cooper is. No, she does think that. <laughs> that is definitely true because whenever we're playing pretend and I'll be like, so she'll say like, I'm Princess Cooper. And I'll say, hello, princess. And she'll go, no, I'm Cooper. I'm like, well, you just, oh, okay. Never mind. I don't. Oh. Um. Naming things to her is naming what the thing is. Yes. So yes, that's, I have a pet. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's that's an important recognition, you know. Um, it took me a very long time. I will say, I waited until I actually got the the guinea pig. I told see mom, what she looked like. I did. I told mom. I said I need to look her in the eyes. We need to have like an understanding before I can name her. I can't just like that. Be like, I don't know. It's a guinea pig. Well, yeah, but like you can't just. The name has to fit with the thing. Okay, you well, know. This is okay. Now that the fact that that's part of the story made it's making the name a lot weirder. What? Okay. <laughs> so what did you name so, the guinea pig? So mom and I were talking about things like she was like, "Well, think about you know what are characters you really like or whatever like names that you like." foods that you like, things that you like. I was trying to think about things. I almost went with Sabrina, like the teenage witch, because uh-huh. the guinea pig's like orange and black. I was like, her colors are very Halloween-y to me. I almost uh-huh. went with Sabrina. Um, and I decided eventually on Ruth Bader Guinea'sburg. <laughs> <laughs> At first, it was just going to be Ruth. I was like, you know what? The name Ruth is pretty cute, actually, mm-hmm. for like a tiny little guinea pig. Um, and also in honor of RBG. And then I said, I like that name. And mom said, well, you know, you can just finish it with Guineasburg. Well, there you I, go. I did not, that origin story is hard for me to believe. How did you not start from the name and be like, well, else I'm getting a guinea pig. Uh, it just, it came out we'll that just, way. We'll just have to accept that that's true. Well, I promise. I, I, know, I, I, I just, th- so that means there was a moment where you looked at this guinea pig, you looked it in the eye and you went, yep. That's an Ruth. RBG. Yeah. I don't know how, how RBG would feel about that. <laughs> I I mean, I will say that our first our first cat, um, who I miss very much, CJ. Yeah, you can't say anything about me when you name it after characters or people. We went back and forth between CJ Craig from West Wing and Anya, mm-hmm. Anyanka from Buffy. And uh, when we got her, we just knew right away she was a CJ. Mm-hmm. 
We just looked at her and went, well, you're you're not an Anya, you're a CJ. Nothing against either character, but we could just tell. Mm-hmm. Now, Amelia, we named Toby at first. And then we found out information that Amelia we did not is a know. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> we did not know. <laughs> but uh, either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I went with Ruth and I love Ruth. Um, apparently, Ruth's new favorite show is Adventure Time. She really liked watching it with me. She really likes carrots and hay. We've been hanging out a lot. <laughs> these, are, these are some um, personality traits. The things I'm learning about my new friend. I ran a little late today to recording because she did poo on me. Um, oh. But apparently that's pretty standard because they just they poo a lot. So, you know, you're supposed to hold them and let them get used to you and hang out with them. They like to be held. So I was holding it and it let tiny poop out on me. Well. So. But, you know, that's just... You live, and you, you live and you learn. Yep. <laughs> live, now I learn, know. laugh. Get pooped on. Love. It didn't, didn't hurt anything. We're, we're friends now. We're closer. We bonded. Eat, pray, get pooped on, yeah. learn, yeah. love. It wasn't gross. <laughs> Dad really likes it, and Dad usually isn't a big fan of pets. Dad doesn't well, like animals, usually. Say, wait till it poops on Dad. Yeah. Well, yeah. But Dad held it, and it just sat there in Dad's hands, and he was like, ooh. Dad wants to name it Pound Cake. Dad just loves pound cake. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Dad's got to stop eating cake every night. Yeah. It's his quarantine cake every night. You know what? I don't think that, I don't think anyone in quarantine has to stop eating anything that they want to eat right now, honestly. I don't know. It's getting to be a health concern. Is it getting you through? Well, that's valid, but still. I don't know. If you're you're getting through it, if that's taking pound cake, that's, that's the least of our concerns. Well, I have something uh, I am excited to talk about this week, and that's our topic. <laughs> How about that? All right. That's a good thing to talk about on this show. Where yes. We He's the topic. Is the topic. We don't just talk about fun guinea pig facts. Mm, we talk okay. about Archie. I'm oh, so excited. Yeah, this is a good kickoff for our Max Fun yeah. episodes, our Max Fun Drive episodes. They're all Max Fun episodes, I guess. In a way, um, always, <laughs> always. But uh, it's it's a great. I think we have talked a lot peripherally about Archie on this show through the years. Yes, um, because of how much Archie means to me and how angry I am about Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> so those two things have <laughs> made it a topic of, of discussion a lot. I, you know, as I was doing some like background research just to make sure I kind of knew more about Archie comics for the show. Uh, I found that there's like a whole collection of, of other people on the internet who are every bit as angry about Riverdale yeah. as me. Oh, you found your people. <laughs> you found them. Did you so, just join some weird subreddit that you live on now? Some, I'll tell you, though, sometimes it's hard to look in that mirror and go, oh, that's my reflection, I see. Is this what I sound like? It was, a, it was a long, hard look at myself. You know, at first I wasn't with you on that Riverdale train. I like I started watching it the very first season. I was like, you know what? I'm actually kind of into it. Like, I know it's not Archie, but I'm into the show. The more I watch it, I just can't. I can't anymore. It got so I, yeah. ridiculous and so bad. Does it get more ridiculous? Yes. There are weird supernatural elements that mm-hmm. sort of are there. I don't. I don't know. There's, and then they, at one point Archie's in jail, and I'm like, yeah. What? like in an underground boxing ring and Veronica has a speakeasy and I say these kids are in high school and then they just sing a lot they do a lot of musicals yeah really but none of them are very good at singing 
Uh, well, okay. Do you know, Tay, I wondered if you knew, I watched some, some different like histories of Archie's to get prepared for this. Do you know, like, because I, I say this because you studied comics, like, Oh no, you're testing, you tested my comic knowledge via no, Archie's. That's well, not a fair representation. <laughs> I wondered if it ever came up. Like it's a, it's a weird little story. Like Archie's date back to 1939. Whoa, they're really old. Yeah, um, it's like eighty years. It's are you yeah, asking me 81. if I know the origins of, of uh, Archie Comics? They they're well, I won't put you on the spot. So two two guys, uh, John Goldwater and Louis Silberkleit, uh, founded Archie Comics. It was initially, and there was another guy initially, Maurice Coyne, because it was called MLJ Magazines at first. Yeah. Uh, and they were like the before they had comics, they were like helping to take um, magazines in the U.S. and sell them overseas was their main kind of thing. And they were making money off of them that way by marking them up for foreign audiences. Uh, but then when the war happened, World War Two, that got really difficult. And around this same time, there was a very famous comic that came to be. Arch. Superman. Arch. Arch. Yep. Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> yep. And everybody was like, wow, people like to read about Superman. So perhaps there are other things we could do. So they were inspired by that to make their own comics. And they had like three different kind of areas that they were publishing comics in. And the Archie comic story starts as Pep Comics, mm-hmm. which initially had this guy named The Shield who was a superhero okay. who was like... Okay, this makes more sense. Yes. I was trying to find the connection between the oh, Archie gang right. and Superman and how he got there. This makes more sense. So it was the S.H.I.E.L.D. And then in like issue like uh, 22 or something like that, they introduced these other characters, namely Archie Andrews, who was just this regular teenage boy. And the S.H.I.E.L.D. like interacted with him somehow or saved <laughs> they him. They hung out. Something. They hung out. Uh, and they started like noticing that audiences really gravitated towards Archie and the friends they started introducing of his. It was, I think just Betty and Jughead first and then it expanded uh, a lot more than the shield. And so eventually like the shield, like quite literally on the cover, like hands over the comics <laughs> to Archie. <laughs> this is yours. And now. it's like, obviously no one wanted me. <laughs> sad actually <laughs> well it's, there are covers with like him like building statues of Archie <laughs> that, they really they really like that lend into the narrative there yeah mm-hmm. they did yep so and then they and they changed the name then from Pep Comics at some point to Archie Comics mm-hmm. and there you go Archie Comics ever since then wow. uh, and and it's funny because if you like if you read through the through the story of Archie Comics their big thing up until like 2007 was we don't change <laughs> no matter <laughs> no matter how much the world changes around us we take pretty much the same sort of storylines and archetypes and just do it over and over and over again in different settings mm-hmm. and for a long time people like really dug that And I think this helped me, I was learning about this, I think this helped me understand why I connected to Archie so much. They're very soothing. Mm -hmm. They're very predictable. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
They are. Yes. You know you know exactly what's going to yeah. happen. It's like when people say that uh, people who are anxious tend to watch the same shows over and over again more often than people who aren't because you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I feel about Archie's. Even if it's one I haven't read, I know how it's going to end. <laughs> it's... It's fun hearing that background because I can't believe that this is not a product from the uh, the comics code. Uh, yeah, of like nineteen was fifty four. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's basically like a a board of authority that decided in America that comics were poisoning the youth. Uh, what was that? There was like the the article written on it, like seduction of the innocent. I think it was called. <laughs> but, uh, it you could there are all these rules that went into place where you couldn't use words like terror Um, or horror or gore or scary mm -hmm. um and like you couldn't have any like authority figures represented in in bad ways and you couldn't have any criminals represented in good ways it's all these rules that came down just to make comics as bland and digestible as possible the fact that archie predates that is kind of impressive you would think archie would be the result of that just like the the epitome of just pure innocence in comic form it It really is yeah well it's really weird how much in that i don't know if people were just looking for something like that would cause you no anxiety (laughs) i mean Mm -hmm. that's i mean because really that's archie's cause you yeah no stress which may be why I rejected Riverdale so strongly, because it's yeah. it's not supposed to be soothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to be challenging. I, at it least dramatic. From the bit I watched. Yeah. I watched a few episodes and was, you know, repulsed. So I, sure. <laughs> so I stopped. Yeah. But, but that, that was the whole idea about Archie. And it wasn't until they really, they started to lose relevance and they started to kind of fade um, eventually that they had to like adapt mm-hmm. and change with the times um, which there's a long story if you're ever interested there there's a whole long story of like how the company was handed down to like the sons of the founders and then they both passed away the same year wow. and so they had to hand it down to like the next family members who inherited the business and they butted heads a ton and like the one wanted to take it in a much more progressive direction and the other one did not. And there was a whole lot of back and forth. And I mean, it gets very, it's very dramatic. <laughs> um, but the the progressive voice for change in Archie's kind of won out. And so that's why they started like introducing more diverse characters and experimenting with what Archie could do. And that's where you see like Life with Archie comes out, which shows them as adults. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, where it shows like or where they did like Afterlife with Archie, which was the zombie Archie series. Mm-hmm. Um, that got dark. Yes. I never read those. I, I couldn't. I read a couple. And <laughs> again, it, say, it was too upsetting. That, yeah. <laughs> it was too yeah. hard for me to read. But um, but it really made I mean, it made Archie more relevant to the extent that eventually they got the show Riverdale. Yeah. I mean, because they were relevant again you know i don't i think you could argue that if they hadn't changed we wouldn't have riverdale Mm -hmm. i will say though Mm -hmm. that riverdale is very loosely based on the rt universe to the point where the only things that i think you could probably pull directly from the comics are the names and appearances of the characters and beyond that you just kind of yeah took them in a whole other direction that is the uh number one problem that most people level against it is that it really does not 
especially even the characters stray so far from who we kind yeah. of expect <laughs> these characters to be. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember seeing the complaint going around back in season one that it, it was they were like, I don't know, maybe like the whole first season, you don't see Jughead eat a burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what? He didn't eat a burger. <laughs> I yeah. yeah, I and I I will say that was one of my first like Jughead had like a bit of a tortured angle to him on Riverdale. I he, felt I mean, like he has that whole monologue where he's like, "I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in. Do Look this at this hat." hat. <laughs> <laughs> does he say that? He does. Oh. Like that's not word for word, but it's almost word for word. <laughs> But that's so frustrating because the thing about Jughead that I loved, because like over time, I as much as I identified with Betty Cooper growing up, I I yearned to be Jughead. I wanted to get to a place where I could be a Jughead because he was the one who had the confidence and the like self esteem and assuredness to just be Jughead. Mm -hmm. And he was cool about it. He wasn't tortured. He didn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, oh, I'm weird and different. He was like, I don't care. You're Mm -hmm. weird. I'm not weird. Yeah. Every society is the problem. I'm not the problem. That was Jughead's whole thing. He didn't even have to open his eyes half the time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean that's that's what I really like the I I think you read some of it. Said the the Mark Wade uh with Fiona Staples as the artist, the Archie comic that that I mean, that was the thing. It brought them into the modern age and definitely made them less, like, wholesome. But, like, that Jughead was that Jughead. It was much more true to the the characters that I had learned and, like, grew to love when I was young yeah. than, I, than I found at all in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually liked that, even though it was... I mean, because I... Archie has always evolved to try to keep up with the times in the sense of, like the stuff around the characters Mm -hmm. it took them a long time to evolve some of the culture of the gang (laughs) archie gang to like reflect modern society um but they've always tried to like keep it up to date somewhat i remember I, i think i've specifically mentioned like places where you can see they've painted over roller skates to make them roller blades oh yeah you can tell it's been because i have both versions yeah i have the old one and the new one wow um but i know i'm old (laughs) uh but i want to get into some of the more reasons i love archie now and especially all the work that you know uh riley i assumed you would probably know about how roberto aguirre sacasa who is involved with glee who was involved with glee yeah became like the creative director at archie comics and is the reason that. for Riverdale. Yeah. I did not know that. And Sabrina, the Sabrina oh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah. He is really, if you want to talk about why Archie's are as relevant today, yeah. that is why. Wow. He is the, he's the creative force behind a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They brought him on board. Wow. But before we get into all these other, oh my, I will stop my Archie <laughs> love for a moment. <laughs> Let's check the group message. Uh, first, I want to tell you all about my deodorant. Okay. Uh, I've been working hard outside these days. Um, With your plants? Yes. I'm homesteading. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just gardening. <laughs> I'm growing things to eat and to look at. Or both, <laughs> you know. <laughs> my cilantro flowered, so now I can eat and look at it. It's lovely. Uh, but I get I get sweaty outside, and I need something that's going to help me smell good and control my sweat. And uh, I want to... I want a premium product if I'm going to work that hard outside. And uh, Native Deodorant 
is going to block odor better with ingredients that I've heard of, like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. It's also vegan. Oh, never tested on animals. Well, uh, I can yeah, eat it. and it, and I can say yeah, you know, <laughs> it smells delicious. It does. Don't eat it. Okay. Don't eat native. Smell deodorant. it though. But you, but do smell it and appreciate how wonderful it smells. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have over ten scents, including rotating seasonals. Uh, their most popular are coconut and vanilla. I'm really partial to anything with coconut in it. So that is my favorite one. Yep. But they've got lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, citrus, herbal, whatever you like. And it's risk-free to try. Every product comes with free shipping within the U.S. and free 30-day returns and exchanges. So try Native today by going to nativedo.com slash buffering or use promo code buffering at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash buffering or use promo code buffering at checkout for 20% off your first order. I have something else I want to tell you all about. Go for it. So I have been trying to get into a new workout routine since I've been stuck at home. And part of that routine to make it important is listening to music while I'm doing it. So I can, you know, block out the rest of the house while I'm stuck inside, focus on my workout. Raycon earbuds have made that possible. They are my go-to workout and working from home accessory when I need to listen to music or perhaps a podcast um, so I can focus on what I'm listening to and not what my parents are listening to on the TV. <laughs> Maybe their news or their programs. It's just always news. With it's them. just always it's news. Always n- TV news. <laughs> but I don't have to go drop hundreds of dollars on a pair of wireless earbuds because I have Raycon earbuds that start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing as the other top brands. I have their newest model, the Everyday Ear E25 earbuds. They are stylish, discreet. They have six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Which is true. They're the kind you can just stick in there. You don't have to worry about them falling out when you're running or sit-ups, whatever you're doing, moving all around. They're not going to fall out, which is the worst when you're in the middle of like a true crime podcast and you're just about to find out what happened your earbuds fall out. Don't have to worry about that with Raycon. Who done it? Who done it? And I never know who done it. <laughs> but not with Raycon, I always know who done it. <laughs> so, so Tay, if our listeners want to check out Raycon, what should they do? Well, now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash buffering. That's buyraycon.com slash buffering for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Once again, it's buyraycon.com slash buffering. Just wanted to mention uh, one more time before we uh, get back to the show that it is Max Fun Drive time of year. Uh, having a Having a longer Max Fun Drive this year. So more opportunities for you to join us here at the Max Fun family. Um, again, you can go to maximumfund.org slash join if that is something you would like to do. And if it is something you're thinking about doing, it never hurts to do it now. If you're like me, you'll forget five minutes from now. Yes. Yep. Uh, but most listeners choose to join at the 5 or $10 a month uh, level is your starting point. If you already are a member, this is also a great time to upgrade your membership if you're if you are capable of doing so and it's something you're interested in um it would be great because we've got gifts for new and upgrading members five dollar ten dollar twenty and thirty five dollar monthly levels we got a lot of great gifts what uh what kind of gifts do we have well uh at the five dollar a month level so just five dollars 
you get exclusive members-only bonus content from all Max Fun shows. So that's not just the ones you listen to that you check off when you're joining. That's every Max Fun show. And it's not just from this year when you join. It's every past Max Fun Drive bonus content episode. So we have episodes on there where we did our own little spinoff of My Sister, My Sister, and Me. We uh, did a D&D episode with our mom a few years ago. And I think this year we're going to... There's going to be a new D&D episode. Do a new D&D episode with our mom. So that'll be on there. Um, All the other shows as well. Tay, what's what's up at uh, $10 a month? Uh, Oh, at the $10 a month uh, level, this is really cool. You get uh, the pin and membership cards. So you get a Max Fun Drive exclusive enamel pin designed by Megan Lynn uh, Cott. And uh, this design is really cool, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Can, can we describe it? Is that, yeah. is that a surprise? Good. Oh, no. Okay. No, it's no. Like go, a, ahead. go ahead. It's you like can a, pick whichever one you want, but ours, we like a lot. This yeah. It's yeah. a denim jacket. It's like a little denim jacket with still buffering on the back, like a back patch and a bunch of cool, uh, cool patches around it. Uh, it's, it's really cute. I, yeah. I want one. Um, you can wear your little denim jacket, still buffering pin on your denim jacket. Yeah. Okay, so I love it. Yeah, and then uh, there's a twenty dollar month level where you get a game pack with some cool cards, dice, dice bag, and there's thirty five dollar monthly membership level where you can get a really cool Rocket Camp mug. Um, there are other higher levels if that's something you can do or are interested in. Um, thank you to everyone who is a monthly yes. member, whether you're upgrading or joining or whatever. Thank you uh, if you're already doing that. We your support keeps us going. Yeah, you um, make this possible. Yeah, yeah especially, especially through these, these you know, harder times where we're all trying to stay at home more. And um, we really appreciate if you can give us support. Uh, if you if you can't right now, if you can share our show, we really appreciate it. That mm-hmm. always helps us out, too. If you can uh, tell somebody about us or send somebody tweet a link. Tweet about and, us. Yeah, tweet about us. Any Anything like that really helps out. Um, this is a one time a year with Max Fun Drive where we, we try to come and say, hey, if, if you like what you do and you're in a position to help us out a little bit, we we super appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, maximumfun.org slash join if you want to join the Max Fun family. Yeah. So Archie. So Archie. <laughs> Back to Archie. Sid, all I can think now is knowing your love of Dawson's Creek and the fact that you had a Glee showrunner involved, like... What if you had gotten a Dawson's Creek-esque Archie TV show? How sad is it that you did not? I know. It's so you know, like built those, for that, that. Yeah, the original gang of Dawson's Creek, if it instead was Jughead Archie and Betty and Veronica. I would love that. I would love that. It's it's hard for me. I think that that is... I If you grew up reading the books, if you didn't, I could see where like Riverdale is very... Um, relevant to today i feel like there are a lot of teen like high drama yeah (laughs) type shows in that vein Mm -hmm. and it fits into that Mm -hmm. where like really wild stuff happens and these characters uh have experiences that are well outside what i would say are usual teen experiences and look like they are aged pretty well outside of a standard teenager in high school yeah what what i loved about archie's is that their their problems their lives could be tumultuous but they were tumultuous in the way that teen lives were usually tumultuous which usually didn't involve speakeasies yeah (laughs) i guess they may have but or like serial killers yes yeah uh and and i and that was 
that was the great thing about Archie's is that you could see every, you could really learn everything about these characters because you saw them in all these different, especially for, I mean, I, I have read, I could not tell you, I could not put a number on how many Archie's I've read in my life. Yeah. I, uh, I inherited all your old Archie's at some point, I think maybe when you moved out of our old house and it was literally a giant tub of over a hundred Archie's. Mm-hmm. And I have more here. Yeah. yeah. I, and I have I, I have read the updated ones. Um, Life with Archie is tough because I don't really want them to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's the that's the thing with Archie. They are forever teens, and that is sure. their magic. Like mm-hmm. um, I certainly don't want to follow them out to their death. <laughs> <laughs> it goes there, right? Yeah, it does. It does. That is not a thing anybody I think ever wanted to see. I have no interest in knowing how they die. I yeah. Don't watch Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. Oh. Yeah. Don't, you don't want to know. Sid. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, I remember you gave me the big life with Archie, like variety book that had every issue of every life with Betty mm-hmm. and every life with Veronica together. I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is where they like get married. You see the two different lives. I didn't know that it went all the way to their deaths. So I remember getting to the end of like, I think maybe Veronica was first. I got to the end of that. I was like, well, sorry, what? I had to watch Archie die. Well, and I, I should have learned my lesson when I watched. Have you ever seen the Archie movie? Oh, like the, the kind of the bad one from the 80s. Yes. The live action oh, Archie no, I film. Have not. Which has them all coming back to Riverdale as adults. Oh, no. And Jughead raps. No. It's, it's bad. Oh, no. It's so... Okay. Is it called Return <laughs> <When> to Riverdale? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh. Yes. Uh, when when we're... Listeners at home, you could pause right now if you need to experience this immediately. <laughs> but at least after this is over, and Riley, I will insist you do this, you need to find on YouTube the clip of Jughead in Return to Riverdale rapping Sugar Sugar. Oh um, my god. Because everyone if I have seen it, everyone deserves to see it. Everyone has to see it. <laughs> we should share I, I'm, that link on our, our Twitter, I think. Yeah. I think we should I will do that. Uh oh it's my gosh. it's a lot. It's hard. It's I, a lot. I've only seen the uh old cartoon. I don't know when that came out i don't know where that came from but Oof, i remember long time at ago. one point you got me a dvd set mm-hmm. of the cartoon super old there was the yeah the the cartoon and then i mean the song sugar sugar was i mean it was a big yeah. hit and it was from a, the fictional band the archies mm-hmm. um but yeah i never wanted to that was the thing like i watched that movie and the, i mean the movie is not great <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but were the characters at least still Archie characters, for yeah, the most part. Yeah, sort of. I mean, more or less. Yeah. But in a very, like, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I, for me, Jughead is a good bellwether. If you get Jughead, you get Archie's. Mm-hmm. And if the Jughead character seems off, I feel like everything's gonna. <laughs> sure. Just I don't know. For me, that's the, the, the yeah. canary in the cave of a decent Archie translation. How's the Jughead? <laughs> I mean, it really because it was. I think. I think if you if you love Archie comics, you go. You get to a point where you realize like Jughead is on another level. Yeah. And I will say, when they announced the cast of Riverdale before it ever came out, and I saw it was Cole Sprouse, I got very excited mm-hmm. because like 
Cole Sprouse, I remember from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, you know, Disney show. <laughs> but he was always like the the weird nerdy one of he and his twin brother. I was like, oh, this is great. He'll be like the weird kind of, but like different, but okay with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Jughead. He'll be funny. He'll be cool. And then it started. And I was like, no, wait, I don't want edgy, emo, weirdo Jughead that knows he's a weirdo and has a whole weird monologue about how he's a weirdo. Yeah, like, I think, I don't think it's a fault to the, the actor himself. Oh, I no, think not at all. he does what he, what he does with Cam, uh-huh. with the material, but... Yeah. Still, though, he's still the most popular character on the show, I'd say. Like, mm-hmm. definitely the one that everybody flocks to. Mm-hmm. They, they not on Riverdale, but in the in the books, they definitely took time to evolve Veronica in more recent years, which I appreciated because they, over the years, I feel like Jughead got a lot of depth. I feel like somebody was writing Jughead from like a very personal place. Someone because, was crying every time they were writing out that dialogue. Well, <laughs> I mean, Jughead me. went from... I do love hamburgers more than people. <laughs> <laughs> Jughead went from like, I like hamburgers to like really speaking great truths about humanity um, pretty quickly in the series. Archie was always kind of a well-meaning goof. You know, that was kind of his thing. Yeah. Um, Reggie gets more development be- over time because like he's the quote-unquote bad guy. But in like the... I mean, only in an Archie way is he In the worst guy. way you can be in the Archie universe. He plays pranks on people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, you know, you get this, you get a sense that, like, he has, he's under all this pressure from his dad, who he can never live up to. And, like, that's part of why he's kind of a jerk is, like, he's trying to be the person he thinks his dad wants him to be. And um, eventually, like, Betty gets much more rounded out from the early days of Archie's where she is just... I mean, very much like a blonde ditz mm-hmm. um, well, who, like, just chases Archie. I was going to yeah. say, in the very early Archies, it's not like a Archie has to choose between Betty and Veronica. It's like Betty's an annoyance, and he wants Veronica. Like, Betty's that, kind of the big Ethel before big Ethel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I think it, when it started, he had a crush on her, but it very quickly transitioned to she was chasing him when they introduced Veronica. Mm-hmm. And Veronica's whole thing was she was rich, and mean yep. and manipulative at first and, and dressed really well yes <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> and it took him a while to evolve her i feel like into somebody with more depth and more dimensions and like they eventually give her traits like um she's really business savvy mm-hmm. veronica's very smart and so like the fashion and stuff yes but veronica could, could take over her father's business and run it yeah and be great at it and that is made clear eventually in the books now i don't know if that's a plus or a minus because it just means she's a really great capitalist <laughs> sure <laughs> but 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 she is given other dimensions eventually and the friendship between the betty and veronica is believable later in a way that like early on veronica is this mean rich girl Betty is very much this like martyr character who is just all sacrificing for everybody all the time and desperately in love with Archie and you don't understand why he doesn't see it. And it's hard to buy like, why would they ever hang? Um, And later books, you get you get more of a sense that like, okay, these are people and they have other and they round Betty out. They you know, she goes from just being like boy, crazy Betty to um She's great at sports. She fixes cars. I was gonna she say writes, cars are her cars. thing. Yeah, yeah. Cars. She writes gothic romance novels. Uh, 
She volunteers for everything. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she writes a gothic romance novel. No, I just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Was that where you were inspired? Just, you know, like to a, have a, a well-rounded person fixes cars, writes gothic romance. Yeah. It's really the two ends of the spectrum there. Um, is that where you were inspired to have an, a nom de plume? Yeah. Was the, the Probably. Yeah. I think she did. What was it called? Something Twix the Gables. What when when something oh man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I I mean over time like they do evolve the characters and they add more diversity into the book over time because initially it's it's a very uh white, straight, you know, cis yes. book. Um and they they definitely evolve that over time. Uh that was actually it was funny reading about early on um there was a musical that almost came out that was about um archie being gay it was like a fantasy musical that was based on the idea that archie was gay oh my gosh and the old um at the time the people who were in charge of archie comics had it shut down Mm -hmm. because they were like you're uh I, i forget it but they sent him a cease and desist based on the idea that you're changing the whatever of our character too much and it I don't know. I forget. I forget the terms for it, but whatever. Yeah. It got shut down. Sure. Um, it was made by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, really, who is now wow. the <laughs> chief creative officer for Archie Comics because he's loved wow. Archie Comics his yeah. whole life, and he made this thing that yeah. was supposed to be like a tribute. Sure, but um, but then has was instrumental in things like Kevin Keller getting yeah. his own book. Yeah, who was the first gay character introduced to Archie Comics. Um, it makes sense knowing that he uh, was instrumental in Riverdale and Sabrina, mm-hmm. because to me, having watched both and also having read the Sabrina editions of of Archie and her in the Archie comic books, and also read read Archie, I feel like Sabrina was a more. They're both very dramatic teen shows, but Sabrina's almost made more sense because I don't know she was a witch so like it already had the supernatural stuff in it so throwing all that in there in the tv show didn't seem crazy um but taking the the archie world which is very pure and innocent and having like um well i don't know it's kind of believable that veronica's dad would probably have some sort of sketchy stuff going on with his business at some point right yeah Yeah. that's believable (laughs) mr lodge periodically did things that were like stopped by Archie and the gang, yeah, because it was like capitalism run amok. Yeah, and I think of all the characters translated into the TV show, I think Veronica kind of got like I thought they did a. I I liked Veronica in the TV show. Yeah, I thought that she was she was cool. She was smart. She was savvy. Like I thought they, mm-hmm. they translated her really, probably of all of them, the most successfully. I agree. They yeah. they do a better job early in the books, and I think like part of it is reflective of what the society will tolerate Veronica early on in the books being like, I'm rich and I want nothing to do with your, like Archie with your poor friends. It was apparently a viewpoint that was just like, okay, that's fine. We don't mind that. <laughs> an and like, <laughs> yeah, later on they were like, well, people aren't going to want to read about yeah. a person who says that. And so like they give her more dimension and show that like she was kind of raised in this, stuck up snotty environment and she's trying not to be that way and i don't know like you you it grows eventually they have that and it's a pretty old story where they do a spin on the um the gifts of the magi Mm -hmm. with archie comics i remember this one archie sells his jalopy to Mm -hmm. buy this 
brooch for Betty that went with this gown that she didn't buy so that she could get snow chains for Archie's jalopy and Mm -hmm. they present them to each other and they're both like trying to be nice about it and Veronica shows up and is like and I bought back your jalopy Archie and I've bought the dress for you Betty and you know is very yeah giving and yeah like I don't know but that's an old story so like Veronica was being given this kind of like she's not so bad angle Mm mm-hmm early in the books yeah i know too much about archie's <laughs> you know a lot I <laughs> well i um i do think like cause as far as in the more modern comics um i think it was really cool that they made a point of making jughead asexual which is another thing that they, they retconned on the tv show that i kind of wish they hadn't because yeah i don't know like there's very very little asexual representation out there and like mm-hmm. of all the characters i think that really fits with jughead historically in the comics like Mm -hmm. Jughead was never I can't ever remember a book where he was interested in dating anyone Mm -hmm. I just don't it was never I mean he was chased around by Big Ethel which was an unfortunate um, (laughs) continued plot line but uh I I don't ever remember that being canon that Jughead was interested in anyone it just wasn't his thing burgers were his thing (laughs) and that's okay and yeah. sometimes pizzas. <laughs> yeah. But then they, you know, made Riverdale and made Jughead and Betty. The worst ship name to love. ever exist. Bughead. Ugh. It's worse. That that was very hard for me because um, that was actually, it's funny. That was when I knew I could never watch Riverdale when I heard, I think you probably told me, Riley, yeah. that, that they had put them together. Um, because on some level, like, well, I always used to read them thinking, I identify so much with Betty and I think Jughead is the superior character here to Archie in many ways. So why have, and Jughead and Betty liked each other in in a, in a platonic way. Mm -hmm. Like they were good friends independent of Archie. Jughead was always rooting for Betty because he thought Betty's, you know, a swell gal, a swell gal (laughs) (laughs) and Veronica's mean. And so I would rather my pal Archie be with Betty because I would like to hang out with Betty Mm -hmm. and I don't want to hang out with Veronica. So Jughead was always rooting for Betty. So they had this like sort of little team Mm -hmm. that they were on together. And I could, I could get where you would wonder like, is Jughead the ducky? (laughs) 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 And does she just need to look and go, oh, ducky, ducky, you've been there all along. Yeah. Uh, But, it, they didn't. They were friends. Yeah. That was never the thing. They weren't romantic. They were friends. And even if, like, you write an alternate history where Jughead isn't asexual and he might be interested in Betty, he would never do that to his pal Archie. <laughs> yeah. His best pal Archie. He would never do that to his pal Archie. <laughs> and that is just one of the many problems with Riverdale. <laughs> That's what I think they got so right about the the comic reboots is that it's just so clear that he's like he's he's trying to help Betty and Archie get back together because he's just like this is right in my world this is right so it's nothing to do yes. with me but this is important yeah yeah and I I think it it is out of like I like Betty and I like hanging with her but it's also like I think and Betty is often framed that way in the book Betty means well Betty is trying to help whatever yeah. the whatever the I say conflict. Conflict is used in the loosest sense sure. in Archie comics. <laughs> but whatever the conflict is, Betty is trying to make things right, mm-hmm. is trying to do good. And Veronica's sometimes 
she is. Sometimes she's not. It just mm-hmm. depends on what serves her purposes the best at that yeah. moment. Um, yeah, but that that was hard for me. I agree. I think I think that's very problematic. That <laughs> it's it's very clear that Riverdale was not intended for people like Sydney who grew up reading Archie's and now are adults looking for a good TV adaptation of of Archie. It's very obviously for current teens who maybe have heard of Archie and know that those characters exist, but probably aren't as invested in them as you are. (laughs) I wish they'd done it for you, Sid, though. I don't know. I do, too. too. Especially in the world we live in now. Man, I could could go for some just super, like, low-stakes teen drama. Just, you know, some... Some fashion sequences, like I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you have so many great. Do you know how many times Veronica gave Betty great makeovers? Oh, man. Yeah. That would I be remember so the great. little the little fashion inserts oh, yes. between like the Betty and Veronica digest. Those were mm-hmm. my favorite, where they just have like two pages of like here's their beach outfits, and then like their '60s outfits and their '30s outfits. Mm-hmm. Like those were my. Favorite. Uh, I love those. It, I remember opening to those and trying to draw them. Like that's yeah. like some of the first characters that I ever t- tried to draw were just the Betty and Veronica fashion pages. Yeah. Well, and I really always appreciated camp and Archie, especially in a TV show, could lend itself so well to like real broad camp. Mm-hmm. Um, just like whenever there's a famous person mentioned in an Archie comic, they change their name just a little bit mm-hmm. as if like the almost sort of like the Flintstones do. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one that, like, they really, like, they, they talk about hanging out with, I think they call him, this is old, this dates it, Michael Jackstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, but they always, or like the Front Street Boys. Yeah. But they always. That's very good. Yeah, but they, they, and it's so silly and obvious, and I don't even know that it's like, I don't think they have to, do they have to do that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> is that, know. Is they that necessary? Like, technology too like oh i just logged on to face place <laughs> yeah they do they do they change all of that kind of stuff to just like this slightly alternate world where everything is off by a couple letters and i always found it so funny and that would lend itself so well to a tv show yeah they also they um they meet weird characters like there's a whole series where they meet kiss there's yeah, a whole archie series that. where they meet the punisher <laughs> Um, they, the, they meet the, the Ramones. That's a that's actually yeah. more recent. Uh, not not super recent, but I have that issue. That was really yeah. funny. They go back in time to meet the Ramones. Mm-hmm. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meet the Archies crossover. There's um, a Glee crossover. I have that one. Really? Yeah, Archie and Glee crossover. Huh. I have Kiss too, but that one didn't speak to me as much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they they did a series of fairy tales with the Archie gang. Where they retold them with mm-hmm. all the Archie characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, they've done so many creative things. And I do think a show that is very much like Dawson's Creek-esque, using the characters and using some of the more goofy, like campy kind of things. And making the drama what the drama always was with Archie. Which was like, who will Archie choose? <laughs> there was that drama. How many hamburgers is Jughead going to eat? There was that drama. And there was always Betty striving for like greatness in some realm Mm -hmm. whether it be like betty makes the football team at one point Mm -hmm. and is the only girl on the football team um there's storylines where like veronica's trying to break away from being the rich witch that she's cast as with her dad like why can't we just have those Mm -hmm. (laughs) and jughead speaking truth jughead's just there hanging out with his eyes closed and his beanie on here's what i think sid 
You write a script. You just start making fan episodes. <laughs> it's fan of, fiction. Yeah, just like just you, you know, like shoot it, shoot mm-hmm. your own mm-hmm. fan-made Archie TV show. Um, I mean, I could. <laughs> There are enough plot lines that I have memorized. <laughs> Give them a cool... Everything updates and gets rebooted every, like, two months now. So, you know, Riverdale will come to its end. You can just have the have the nice, pleasant, post-plague reboot. Yeah. <laughs> we all just want nice things again. I'll start with a classic. Betty and Veronica show up at a dance in the same dress. Veronica got it as a Paris original, but... Betty made it at home based on patterns that she bought ah. and looked at herself, but then drama ensues. Sure. That's Classic. Great. great. Uh, can I just say one last thing before we stop talking about Archie's? One time, um, Victor Gorlick, who's now the editor in chief, was at, I think it was at New York Comic Con, Tay. Hmm. And I saw him, and there was not a line to go get a book signed by him. And I have. I don't know if I've ever been as nervous as I was in that moment <laughs> to walk up to him. I like I bought one of the Archies that was there. I'm sure I already owned it. <laughs> and I walked up to get it signed by him. And I was like, I could barely get a sentence out. Yeah. I was like shaking. Like, because I've been seeing his name, you know, yeah. in the little margins between the boxes mm-hmm. of books for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I walked up and I was like, I love Archie's <laughs> like I'm an adult yeah. <laughs> I can't make a sentence I, but it really it was one of the most intimidating moments of my life and he's looking at me like what is your problem <laughs> not at all flattered just like really like who is this weirdo who's like <laughs> I just want you to know how much Archie's mean to me I was really I was in tears I don't know mm. he's a comics person so prob- it's po- highly possible that he was super psyched it's just incredibly mm. awkward yeah <laughs> Either that or because I am a lover of Archie comics, I bet there are a lot of people like me who he's maybe had that same interaction with. That's probably like, true. Oh, no. I was going to say, I can't imagine that's something new for anybody that like, you know, you say, oh, wow, I was such a nerd at Comic-Con. Like, eh, for you. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I didn't even come in cosplay, so I really didn't fit in. <laughs> that's the only um, thing with uh, Archie comics. I mean, I like... You could. I've seen people. I've seen a lot of Riverdale cosplay more recently. Uh, but you know the classic. It's like it's kind of hard to do unless you're wearing like the, I don't know, like a cheerleader universe uniform specifically. Like just having like a blonde ponytail. Like I'm Betty. It's like okay. Well, yeah, my blonde roommate Adria went as a Betty for Halloween last year and wore a Riverdale Letterman jacket I borrowed from Sid and blonde oh, ponytail. All right. And like Chuck's but, sneakers. Well, but that's why I had. I bought that jacket at a. Okay, I bought that jacket. At the Halloween tent. At the Halloween tent. And I not for Halloween. <laughs> Just to own it and wear it. <laughs> to wear it. Just I mean, so I could have a Riverdale Letterman's jacket that I wear. Yeah. Good. Uh, Good for you. Uh, yeah. That make you happy. Uh-huh. Sure. All right. Yeah. That's it for Archie's. What are we talking about next time? Yeah, what's next, Tay? Hey? Uh, well, I thought we, uh, we could go back to some music. Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, Weezer. All right. 90s, early 2000s band. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We are familiar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Usually I give a rundown, but I think everyone knows who Weezer is. You're right. You know, Weezer. (laughs) 
That'll be excellent. I I have many um, concert t-shirts I can pull out for the occasion. Nice. Because, you know, podcasting is such a visual medium. <laughs> we can describe the concert t-shirts. That's what we'll be doing. Just, yeah, we'll describe them. Just to inspire you all. Uh, <laughs> thank you both. Thanks for letting me talk about Archie. I'll try never to on the show again. That's a lie. I will. You will. Regularly. I have no problem with talking about Archie. Uh, well, I will do it again. No <laughs> doubt. All right. Um, no problem. Uh, once, one last time, just to remind you, it is Max Fun Drive, and you can go to maximumfun.org slash join if you want to become a member of the Max Fun family. Join us with a monthly donation, 5, 10, whatever you can do a month is great. If you can, if you can't, um, tell a friend. Share yeah. our show. That would be wonderful. Um, that's a great way to connect with people right now uh, virtually is to send them, send them a link to a podcast you like and say, hey, check this out. And then we can talk about it. Yeah. About how this weird adult woman loves Archie so much she <laughs> cried about it. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. You can tweet at us at uh, stillbuff. And you can email us at stillbuffering And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I'm still buffering. And I am too. It's bonus content. Sydney should do the Jughead rap. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Honey, honey. I'm just doing it already. You my candy, girl. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, what have you done? <laughs> I don't know. I did a bad <laughs>